You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Welcome to another episode of the Ratchet Ramblings Podcast, presented to you by Flawless Noises Media. I am one of your hosts. I am Jeremy, uh, a.k.a. Chris Brown Stance. Please leave me alone. Thank you so much. Um, A.k.a. you niggas is really out here acting like Rona gone, like the last season of Game of Thrones. And y'all can play with y'all health, but I ain't finna play with mine. And I am joined by... What's up, everybody? It's Candace. You know me on all social media. It's not so newlywed PC. Uh, if I was to have an AKA, I would say, uh, get these slow tips the fuck out of here. Mm. Uh, slow tips, no tips, unk, unk right, unk, wherever you are, y'all gotta go. Y'all are debilitating to deal with. You know Come that? on, debilitating. I like that. Like that. Come on, come on, vocabulary. Hear me. Hear me roar. Yes. Um, <laughs> Get on my damn. Um, this this is actually episode 143. Last week's episode was 142. I was one episode ahead, but that just lets you know how messy it was gonna be. Cause all four shows was messy today. In terms of network announcements, two things. If you haven't, please be sure to get the scholarship that we have founded at the network in honor of Curtis, please try to help us get it into the right hands so that we can help some black LGBTQIA college students. Also, um, when we had Deja Leon from Bad and Boozy, she spoke about the Marion House 5K run for independence. Um, if you haven't and you want to donate to that, please just find her on social media at Brains and Buns so she can make sure you get the information um, to donate to that. And I think that's all of the network announcements. Oh, we'll be taking a summer break. We're going to take a week off starting yes. July 27th. We'll be taking a week off. Okay? You won't yes. hear us. We need some rest. I need niggas, some rest. Niggas need to sleep. Niggas, niggas need is the yes. takeaway from that niggas need yeah that's it um, that's the tweet that's it um in the meantime purchase some merch um to recognize taste haven't forgotten about you baby just waiting on shit to come in from michael's you know now all of a sudden with the corona niggas can't guarantee you delivery like they supposed to Mm. <laughs> it be that racism i'm telling you um and i'm i'm trying my hardest to stay out of stores where it be a lot of white people and little kids and then michael's is both any type of craft store because uh, white women have become mass making extraordinaires or so they think mm. and i don't know they be protesting wearing them so sweet pea when i get my stuff in from michael's um for the shirts I will get your shirt in the mail. I've not forgotten about you. Uh, I think that's it. There's a new episode of I'm Not Mad, I'm Pissed Out. 
and Darren um, quickly and poignantly drags the everlasting fuck out of Kanye West, just real quick and to the point. This nigga's stupid. He's a distraction. Don't focus on that bullshit. Keep your eye on the prize. Uh, and, you know, with great sadness, Representative John Lewis passed, and um, I can't remember the reverend's whole name that he used to march with as well, passed away. Uh, when y'all be talking all that, we not our ancestors shit, y'all not. A lot of y'all not, never will be. So you right, you not your ancestors. 2020, like, got to be the worst year in modern human history. A lot of y'all are not your ancestors, and it shows. So maybe yeah. stop saying that bullshit, because John Lewis was a G. Yeah, he rest was. in peace. Rest in peace. Um, That's it. Let's get into the shows, because we got four. We'll be back yeah. to three next week. Um, yeah. But don't Speak. fret. Speaking of, let's talk about the reason we'll be back down to three. Let's get Marital Medicine LA out the way. Um, I want to talk about the elephant in the room because uh, there was some some there was three key things we saw in this season finale. Well, four. We saw Shanique finally admit she's ready to take the plunge into luxury real real estate. Uh, we saw Doctor Britton get Miney's big ass up out their bed. Finally, we, we saw Dr. Imani talking about, you know, the disillusion of her marriage with her mom and son. Well, his adorable um, self. I love that. Oh, movie. it was five things. Kendra telling uh, Hobart that she signed a contract and she's going back to work full time. And Jasmine in this Christmas party. Um, I say we go on over to Shanique and uh, this luxury real estate. Real estate is lucrative. I think it was great of Jasmine to plug her with a really big real estate guru out in LA. Yes. Um, I thought it. the previews made it seem like the guy was going to be shady, but after watching the full scene, what he gave Shanique is exactly what she needed to hear. Because yeah. in something as big as real estate, because real estate is, is a really big, field like like she wants to do luxury real estate there's people that do commercial real estate there's people that do real estate for first-time homeowners there are people that do real estate for people with bad credit and people who have lost homes in the past and stuff like that so when he told her listen you need to narrow it down you need to find your niche in all of this and you need to zone in on that because you'll get lost in the sauce and ate up trying to do everything and yeah. you'll be going toe-to-toe with some big giants like me who have already established ourselves and we have a, a, a we have a customer base that we know we can rely on and you'll get eaten alive. And so her plan, and it's a phenomenal plan, is to tap into um, her husband's colleagues who are looking for homes, doctors who are looking for homes in, in L.A., in other yeah. luxurious areas. I thought that was brilliant. I was happy to see her plan come together. And I was happy to see her husband, his name, Robert, right? Rob? Yeah. I was happy to see him supporting her in totality. Like, yeah, and he no. was like, no, don't don't be quiet about it. If you're ready to, to take the plunge, let's fucking do it. Let's do it. Yeah, yes. like I feel like that agent was telling her stuff that he initially tried to, but he was, you know, being a man and being an asshole about it. Yeah. 
Because I ain't yeah. forgot Robert. No, we haven't forgotten. Um, but it was but good, good on you for getting some damn sense. Good on you. Yeah, coming around, being more supportive, being more vocal in that support for her, making her feel like you have her back. It meant the world to her. And shout Making out. Making her feel empowered. Yeah, we've been, we've drugged, we've drugged Jasmine for these 10 episodes mostly, but that's how you friendship. Yeah. That's how you friendship. And the guy that she sat down with, he was giving her such positive feedback. He said, you got the look, you know, you look successful, you know what you're talking about, you have a plan. Like, I know that you'll do great as you start your journey into this. So shout out to him for not being a dickhead because I fully expected from the previews to be like, get this cracker out of here. Yeah. You know, we already on edge with white people. So, you know, we was ready to drag, but ready, but we don't have to now. Uh, (laughs) Also, speaking of which that kind of is bad on y'all VH1. Like you didn't have to like fake us into believing that this white man was going to, bravo, my bad. Yeah, You didn't have to fake us into believing this white man was going to be shady as shit. Cause I mean, let's be honest, it ain't like Marriott Tomatoes in LA is like, like we're not coming to this expecting Marriott Tomatoes in Atlanta where these motherfuckers be fighting and it's mess and shade 24 goddamn seven. We could be honest that LA is more tame compared to Atlanta. We know what we're getting into. Y'all don't have to fake us out like that. Yeah, did not have to at all. Um, <laughs> Doctor Britton, okay, you was listening at, on the on the ciscation because girl, mighty big ass with all that lip he be giving, he need to sleep in his own bed. Ain't <laughs> no way no kid that got that much to say should be sleeping in the bed with his mama. <laughs> I feel bad for his sister. His sister was like, I don't even like this shit, but I listen, if I got the sacrifice for mama, I'll do it. But nigga, <laughs> his sister was, yeah, his, he, his sister was yeah. like, nigga, I will kick you off this goddamn bunk. Nigga said, she was like, yeah, but get on the top bunk with your pen in the bed ass. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, his sister, his sister is fed up with that nigga. She fed up with everybody because she don't want to be there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, but, yeah. <laughs> and as soon as they got that little big nigga out the bed, uh Mac hit a home run in them guts. Uh mm-hmm. tore it up. She looking all happy, her attitude better. Mm-hmm. I just it was Mac in. Mac in. And out. And in again. <laughs> and out. And in again. <laughs> nigga hit the stroke. Come on, slip and slide records. Come on. For the nine nine and the two thousand, <laughs> but mm, uh, a, a Big Mac indeed. I tell you what, I tell you what, mm. with some special sauce. <laughs> you, all right, <laughs> <laughs> we are terrible people, but it's fine. It's fine. Um, so that that was a good thing to see, Doctor Britton taking, you know, taking. Advice from the ladies. Because that was weird. I mean, let's be honest. That was was weird. It was was, was was weird. It was a lot. Like, I get it. You love your kids, but, like, them niggas can also sleep in their own rooms. That's what they got own rooms for. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, So, Hobart. I stand a man that listens. Stand a man that listens. 
and understands, not just regurgitates, but takes time to think about what he has learned and put it into motion because mm -hmm. Dr. Kendra was Dr. Kendra before the baby came. And you cannot snatch that away from her. You cannot expect her to sit in the house and watch all those years of hard work and money go to waste, something that she really, really loves. Um, so for you to give her your full support and it felt genuine and for you to be honest and say, it's not that I don't want you to be a doctor. It's just that I fell in love with having you home. And that's fair. It is fair because two doctors with a newborn baby, I know that has got to be very hectic. Yeah. But to, to be able to express to your wife why you wanted her to stay home and not because you feel like her being a doctor gets in the way, but just because you love her so much and you wanted her to have that time off to adjust to motherhood. Yeah. Like, you, you missed the mark a little bit because you thought, you know, you felt differently about that. But once you saw where she was coming from, had a talk with the guys, I really appreciated how you handled that conversation with Kendra. I appreciated Mac and Robert talking to him. That's what we need more of. Men holding other men accountable and talking to them and getting them to see how they are wrong in the era of their ways or in their approach in their ways. Yeah, I agree. Well, can we I need agree. more of that because otherwise we'll have Talia Kweli. Oh, God. Is he still going? Yeah. Probably. Never mind. Let's, let's move on. <sighs> Talk Ugh. about it. How you make a song called Listen, but you don't listen to nobody telling you to shut up, Talia? <laughs> the thing is, I, I sit on the fence with things. I mean, we could get off track a little bit. Fuck it. It's whatever. It's our shit. We do it. Well, I'm, I'm, I can see both sides. I know that people have a habit of thinking they can say and do say any and everything they want to celebrities on social media. But at the same time, as a celebrity, you've got to have thicker skin because somebody saying, oh, his wife is light skinned, like a lot of these rappers, it shouldn't trigger you that much. Even if it's wrong, you could have simply said, I love women of all shades and complexions, but I'm happily married to a black woman and that's my business and mind yours and going about your day. This man has gone out of his way to harass this woman and several other women had this woman doxxed, had this one threats made on this woman's life, on her family lives. And not once did he step back and say, ego, this is enough. While I disagree with the way she came at me on social media, I don't want to see a black woman harmed in any capacity. And that's how I know a lot of this protect black women shit that you niggas do is performative. And the fact that none of his peers has tapped him on the shoulder publicly, because I said this on Twitter and somebody was like, well, you don't know if, you know, somebody has talked to him privately. Fuck that. If you act the ass publicly and none of your friends are publicly telling you to stop acting the ass, that checking them in private shit means nothing. It helps nobody. It helps nobody. nobody. So the fact that none of his peers, like you said, none of his peers his who was like... His own fucking wife. His own wife has seen his behavior for the past two weeks. We are rounding up to week three damn near. His own wife has not said, my nigga. Now, I fucking know. 
especially when you are somebody who has a history of sexual harassment allegations, uh, cheating allegations. Hell, side, it's baby. rumored it's rumored that you got had a whole side baby on the way with a light skinned woman, and you was arguing up and down on Twitter on the day of the baby shower. A lot of this protect black women, protect black women, love black women bullshit is performative because in order for y'all to want to protect black women, they have to be a perfect image in your eyes for them to deserve protection. Could that young woman have been wrong and spoke out of bounds and done a little bit more research to make sure she didn't name Because I don't think his wife is light-skinned, in my opinion. And that's one of my issues in general lately is that niggas all of a sudden don't know the difference between light skin and light brown. Mm. Prime example, light skin who? Keisha. She ain't light skin. <laughs> she kind of peanut buttery. Light skin Gladys Knight. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of Gladys don't Keisha. <laughs> Keisha Knight. Um, <laughs> a lot of a lot of people don't clearly understand what light skin is and light skin versus being peanut butter versus being brown. It lets me know that y'all don't really believe that blackness has a wide range and spectrum of shades because a lot of y'all default to light skin or dark skin. You either light skin or you dark skin. If you ain't dark, you light. And that's not true. But either way, even if she was wrong, what she was wrong about does not warrant, did not this warrant you putting her her life, way. herself, her safety, the safety of her family and friends in harm's way. That is my issue. It's not that you disagree with her. It's not that you, you had an opportunity to drag her for Phil for some, with some real shaky little nasty tweets in the past mm. that they were jokes. But what we've learned is even in the past, when it comes to a lot of the not so, a lot of the ugly shit people have said in the past on Twitter, in a quote-unquote joking manner doesn't necessarily make them funnier jokes. Yeah. Like, you got that off, you could have been stopped. Yeah. And not only that, like, when it was brought to your attention that people in your name were doxing her, harassing you, you literally said, well, that ain't none of my business, so do you protect black women or not, Talib? Not. He don't even protect his own wife, honestly. If you was to do a Google search, I found I found a couple articles where him and his wife were kicked out of places for publicly fighting due to his infidelity and shit like that. So mm. he don't protect his own black wife. So no, he's not in the space to protect black women. He what he need to do is protect the motherfucking overgrown ass gums. How you got capitalized gums and lowercase teeth? <laughs> You got Hello. Adela- I, you got adult guns. Voice. Hello. In my sass Newton voice. Hello. You got adult guns and adolescent teeth. Focus like, on nigga, that. You in, like nigga, you in quarantine. You can't go in the studio and make some music. Ain't nobody gonna listen to. <laughs> like goddamn, enough is enough. Shit. Speaking <laughs> of, <laughs> so I, me and you have both agreed on this. I am an Idris Stan. Yes. Um, Love that little boy. I don't give a fuck what Dr. Imani got going on out in her other parts of her life. When it comes to that parenting shit, she got that. That little boy because is that, I love that, that, boy. that young that young man is well rounded. He's emotionally intelligent. Yes. 
He's he bright. Is a, he's, he's bright. so nice. He's so he's sweet. So, such a nice such, little he's boy. He's such a kind, good kid. Yes. And I appreciate the way that she is raising him. I appreciate that not only Imani, but her mom are having open and honest conversations to make sure he doesn't let what he sees happening between Imani and Phil put him in a space where he feels like he has to close himself So off. he don't grow up to be a Talib. Yeah, basically. Um, but what I... <laughs> Imani's mom hit the nail on the head about happiness. Everybody deserves the opportunity to find happiness and ultimately be happy. And when they are not happy, they have to do the work to get to a place of happiness. Um, because so many times we see people stay in relationships just to stay. You're sticking it out to stick it out. There's no actual benefit to it. You're dying inside. The kids can tell y'all don't really love each other. It's a lot. I appreciate that gem her mama dropped, but her mama always dropped gems. Yeah. So I, I enjoyed that. And then when she brought up like the, the penises and stuff, when Idris was like, let me see the penis whistles. Imani, is, Imani was like, oh, later. <laughs> he like, I'm put the penis whistles on the tree. <laughs> come on, come on, penis whistle tree. <laughs> Talk about ornaments indeed. I tell you what. It would. Listen. I also like that they weren't weird about that. You know, because you know, we I mean, let's be honest, we can be honest. Some black, well, a lot of black household black families you know anything dealing with any type of sex or whatever is taboo as shit you know so i'm i'm glad i'm nice to see that that conversation wasn't weird and imani nor her nor her mother like went off on him or just told him to go upstairs or you know yada 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 it was it was nice to it was refreshing to see that because you know with certain black households that could have went left real quick yeah i agree Absolutely agree. Um, he's an adorable little boy. He is adorable. He's so cute too. Shout out to you, Imani and Phil, because Phil had a hand in raising him. And just because things between Imani and Phil have are no longer what they were, you know, he for him to be the child he is, he had to be receiving love from everybody around him. Yeah. So. I don't want to take anything from Phil in that sense. I just truly hope in the in the days coming after the divorce that Phil finds it important for him to continue to be a part of Idris' life because Correct. he deserves that from Phil. Correct. Um, so yeah, uh, this motherfucking let's get let's get to the meat and potatoes. <sighs> Jasmine. Jasmine, your nigga is a drug dealer, and I want you to stop playing our goddamn face. I faces. want you to stop playing in our motherfucking face, Jasmine. That motherfucker is Scarface, okay? Your husband Deal is, drugs. is a cartel leader. Cartel completo, okay? That motherfucker is moving units. He a doctor, all right. Dope. He a doctor of that scale. That's what the fuck a he is. Doctor and I want dope. you to stop playing in our damn stop face. Stop playing, because why... Let me tell you something. Imagine, friend, me having a whole Christmas party mm. and Mike upstairs sleep. Mm. And you got security. You got security making sure, okay, nobody come up to the second part of the house. Like, damn, can a bitch use That's the bathroom? Like, 
Like that don't ring off weird to you? At a Christmas party. We in this what? This is like what season two or three of this damn show. We ain't seen your husband yet, and none of the cast seen your husband, and none of your friends seen this motherfucker. Always busy. Hope about a whole ass damn doctor. Robert is a whole ass damn doctor. Hell, and they Mac, still be on Mac this motherfucker. Is a whole ass, I think Mac is an architect. Uh, yes, yes, and they still make time to be on this damn show. And you be to tell me your husband is that damn busy? He got that many patients where he can't. He always sleep. He always got something to do. He can't never hang out with y'all. I know you fucking lie to me, Jazz, but your nigga is a drug dealer. Let me tell you something. They wasn't this secretive about the uh, about the husbands on mob wives. Was not. I know you damn lying to me. Your nigga sell drugs and you you don't want nobody to know. You don't want that nigga to get you don't want that nigga to get spotted. That's what that is. I I see past the bullshit. Exactly. You a mob wife, Jasmine. That's what the fuck you is. You on the wrong damn well, they can't bring back mob wife. But still. You definitely it's definitely something that's not clean in that milk and everybody notices it. And it's like for me. This is the thing. If I if my husband is so antisocial and wants nothing to do with people, our my circle of friends and their husbands and so on, why would I have a Christmas party at my house? Right. Yo nigga don't want to be seen on film and we need to have an honest dialogue about yes. it. Yo, the head of whatever cartel your husband is in, he cannot be seen on television. Right. That's what that is. Listen, that's secure. That ain't the first time you done had security at that damn house. You can play not. with somebody else. You can't play with me, Jasmine. You you ain't that bright. That but your husband can't be on film because they, if you do, that motherfucker might get a hit on y'all damn family. That's what that is. And I need exactly. you to be honest about that. <laughs> Cause here from what that from what cause from what Jasmine was saying here, it don't even seem like he wanna be around his niggas. Not only just your friends, but his niggas. Girl, your niggas sell drugs. <laughs> your, your husband is Johnny Tapio. Yeah, yeah, your husband is some of y'all. You got over there married to Pablo fucking Escobar. Because <laughs> it ain't no way the Chris, like, how did Nick, how is he sleeping through all that fucking commotion? Listen, oh, you, he's it, upstairs sleep during the whole fucking Christmas party. With film and production and Jasmine going over the top to how the hell she listen, no shade to her business, but her business ain't that damn luxurious where she going over the top for this. She going over the listen. top because she got her own business and she got your cartel money. You don't want to be seen on camera. Mm-hmm. That's what the hell that is. <laughs> you play with somebody else. Speaking of playing push balls, let's park it real quick. Um, bravo. Don't bring Leah on this damn show no more. <sighs> she brings she brings nothing. She has brought nothing. I don't understand why she's here. Nothing. She literally had one purpose was to bring not even good mess between nothing. her, Jasmine, Shanique, and Kendra. Nothing. Why was she here? Nothing. She was useless. She was so useless. I don't Even her whispering, but it's fine. That's how useless she is. She don't deserve our full voice. You Leah, are. don't don't come back on this show, bitch. 
Please leave us alone. Thank you so much, Chauncey Phillips. And get better wigs, but just not on our TV. (laughs) (laughs) The whisper drag, if you will. Yeah. But but yeah, Jasmine, you said your your nigga sell drugs, and that's just what that's just that's just what it is. He sell drugs. The party was pretty. Um, I don't know why y'all had that fake Mariah Carey there, but it's fine. And not, and she could fucking never, ever, ever. There's ever. only one skinny legend, okay? Only one, the one and only who defeated Eminem in a rap battle. Correct. Never forget. Never forget. Never forget. Eminem caught his issue fucking with MC Squared. Let it never be lost. On you that you could fucking never, ever, ever, forever, ever, forever, ever, ever. ever. Um, like and what's uh, the point of that? <laughs> like for real, what's the point of that? Instead, why wouldn't you have a black Santa Claus there or something? Hello, like I, that would have been that would have been a wave a black Santa Claus. Like you yeah. had the black choir and that was cute. Yeah, like why not go cute. all in with the niggatry? Facts. Instead of giving up this fake ass Mariah Carey, who we know wasn't Mariah Carey, like you would have did better just playing Mariah Carey music. Facts. In that big ass house, I know y'all had room for some subwoofers and loudspeakers. Had just played Mariah Christmas album. Yeah, pretty much. Instead of wasting our time, did you think you was gonna fool the girls into thinking that you actually had Mariah Carey there? I know you couldn't have possibly. Like, huh, Jasmine? Well, she's not that bright, so you know. You could never. Uh-huh. But that was the season finale. I didn't see anything in the uh in in my cable guide that said there would be any type of virtual reunion. Um, but Bravo, I'm gonna need y'all to tighten it up. Yeah. Cause if y'all could get Real Housewives of Atlanta a six part virtual reunion, we should have got a vir- we should be getting a virtual reunion from Married to Medicine LA. And it only needs to be one part because it's only ten episodes. That right, like help, 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 help us help you, okay? Like efficient, be efficient, bravo. Be fucking efficient, okay? Thank you so much. Um, we about to move on to love and marriage, Huntsville. We go from efficient to deficient. Mm. Um, my biggest issue is Martel acting like people should drop what he did overnight. <laughs> That's my biggest issue because he is indeed doing the work. He is indeed in a place where he's holding himself accountable for his behavior, but feeling like people not going to want to discuss it when your former mistress slash girlfriend is constantly trying to release new details, be it they are false or truthful, you can't expect people not to ask questions. It's unrealistic, it's self-centered, and it kind of teeters on narcissistic that you think while this lady is constantly leaking some bullshit that you shouldn't have to discuss it. And that's not the case. You need to discuss it. You need to hold yourself accountable. You need to be honest about what's true and what's not. 
because yeah, this woman you. is going to paint the the worst picture of you possible because she is feeling scorned because you did lead her on for two years. You knew that you was you would never leave your wife by your choice, and still you continue to mess with her and be with her and call it a relationship and call her a girlfriend. And this went on for two years until you got caught. So yes, she is going to say any and everything, and a lot of it is probably true, but I'm sure there will be some fallacy in there to make the picture look worse than what it already is. You need to be the one saying, I did do this. I did not do that. Yeah, because- I did I mean, take her on some trips. I did not buy her a BMW. Yeah, like you can't ask people to drop it when you did it and you know how you don't get to this point of people constantly bringing up your past you don't do it in the first place like let's start there second of all we can't even get to a place of you moving on because as melody's brother said you're lying because he basically pulled your card telling you that you cheated not because of what melanie did but because of your insecurities and them bringing up the sex thing martel like we didn't have no sexual relationship. Roll the bean footage back of him himself telling his friends, yeah, that was my girlfriend. We was having sex. So, nigga, you can't even move past it because you keep lying to yourself and others. And you think everybody's stupid, except you think you smarter than everybody else when it's like, no, you dumber than everybody else, Martel. That's how you got here. Mm-hmm. Like, that is a you problem, not everybody else. Yep. If you can't take the heat, stay out somebody else's kitchen. Um, Martel went to get a push gift for Melody, a diamond tennis bracelet to which her older brother met them there. And I like that her older brother is keeping his foot on Martel's neck because he got him all the way together. Like like Jeremy just said, to my, I ain't mentioned sex. And her brother was like, my nigga, please. Yeah, roll the, roll the footage back. My nigga, please. <laughs> and he was like, the last time we had this conversation... You lied to me. Yeah. So now I'm I'm saying I'm I we gotta rebuild the trust in that manner as well, too. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. You you know you know why it's this way? Because of you. That ain't my fault. That's your fault. Like yeah. he really is just like like Martel really just like, damn, I cheated. Can we all move on? Damn. And it's like, no, nigga, we can't. We no, we we absolutely cannot. So sorry. And won't not. And won't not. And so, shan't. Shan't. Okay. Like it just is what it is. But um, that scene where he's talking to Melody and he gives her her push gift. Um, that's what I wanted to see from him. That was nice. That was nice. No, it was it was all right. It was what it needed to be. I is like I'm not that's nice or that's not nice, but like you said, friend, it needed to happen. He needed to be a hundred percent honest with her that I put us in this position. I made the mistake. I'm responsible for fixing it. You didn't deserve it. Um, and so on and so forth. Yeah. He needs to be consistent with that. He needs to be consistent and constantly holding himself accountable for the situation. So that was cool. She had the baby. Named they named the baby Milani, six pounds, three ounces. So congratulations to Melody and Martel. Um, but I want to get to Kimmy and Maurice and Martel because 
Um, Martel, to me, Martel is being kind of a sucker because if you would have just kept your dick in your pants, nobody would have anything to discuss about your affair. We all on the same page. And now nobody can say nothing and you want people to give you some undying loyalty for some shit that you just could have avoided to begin with. Yeah. Again, it all falls back on you, Martel. Like, and I think I, I think it was Christy, I think, that told him this, or it might have been Marcel. Yeah, no, it was it was uh it was the lady that was mad at Kimmy for saying she ain't know that her and her husband. But they make yeah, good it chicken. Yeah, it was her. I forget her name. But yeah, she told him, like, when you did this, it had a ripple effect on not just you admitted it, but everybody. Mm-hmm. And that's true. Like, when you make a decision like that, it has repercussions not just for in-house, but out-house, too. I did it, like that when he went to see Kimmy, when Martel went to see Kimmy and Maurice. Um, I like the fact that Kimmy was like, don't call her no mistress. Call her what she was to you. That name. was your that's girlfriend. That's a name, my bad. I fucked up. Kimmy, my bad. Yes, that's a name. Yeah, that was. I enjoyed that. Like she, yeah. like, no, don't go calling her no mistress now. That was your girlfriend. Yeah, and that was my issue because remember he went to um his um therapist and he called her a piss and I was like, boy. Yeah, because we dragged his ass for that last week. Yeah, like no, like don't disrespect her just because you're trying to be good to your wife now. Yeah. That was your whole ass girlfriend, and now Agreed. again because of your decision, you don't hurt every damn body, including her. So now you got to bear that too, nigga. Yeah, but I agree with you. I did enjoy Kimmy holding him accountable on that because it's like, boy, how dare you? <laughs> like what? Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> the best part of this was the end of the episode. <laughs> Uh, where Melody is doing her launch for her skincare line, her skincare line, and in walks Letitia. <laughs> First thing, let me tell you something. If we Melody was dead speech and was like, uh uh-uh, uh, hold up, y'all. She was like, we have some samples for y'all to try. Hold on. <laughs> Let me tell you why that is a move for me. And I'm not necessarily pro-Melody. I'm not pro-anybody on this show yet. Um, since this is the, the first full season we're getting into it. So I hope by the end of this second season, I am pro-somebody. I just don't know who yet. Yeah. But what I will say is, I'm with Melody on this one. If we had a big blowout, you was on the reunion talking cash money shit about me and my husband. You was, you was trying to add gasoline to the fire the shit show that our marriage had become i don't need your support until we sit down and reconcile our differences don't try to slide back into my life after you was creating chaos because i do agree martel deserves all the worst in the world but melody did not deserve to become a moving target of collateral damage when leticia and her husband got upset yeah like, I'm not saying they wrong for getting upset that Martel did what he did, because like we just said, it had a ripple effect. But you aimed that at him, not Melody. Yeah. So, no, don't don't think you can just waltz in and we have conversations. Um, don't Especially think that you can just waltz into my event and think it's going to be all cool. Well, I just came to support. No, you didn't want to support at the baby shower. You hadn't reached out. We hadn't spoken up to this point. Why do you need to be at the launch of my skincare line? You don't. 
Yeah. Like, you've that's had not so many go opportunities. You yeah, you had so many what? opportunities prior to this one for us to sit down and just have a heart to heart and try to figure out where we was heading in our friendship or lack thereof. What Don't we show us on this show. Pop ups never around. go the way y'all oh. think they gonna go. That too, and if you're gonna fuck around, fuck around expeditiously. Don't wait to pop up at no professional event. You've been had my number, you've been yeah. knew how to reach me. Yeah. Come on, get out of here with that sucker shit. That was, I know, I didn't play that. And I agree with Melody having security escort her out. Let me tell you something. That white man was like, look, I don't want no problems. I'm just doing my job. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That, white, that white man was like, "Look, ma'am, I I'm just here to get my check. I, mean, I don't want no yeah, problems." I mean, yeah, yeah. That that was the that was the vibe. Yeah. And, <laughs> and it looks like it looks like in the previews for next week's episode, um, because this airs on Saturdays on OWN. If you yeah. guys want to watch it, yeah, I'm gonna like start a season just... pre- preview too, because we were saying like stuff that was up- upcoming, not just for the next episode, but also during the season too. Yep. Cause it looked like Martell and uh Melody are gonna have some um uh, some old some old wounds and some new wounds pop up. It did, don't it? Um mm-hmm. so and we're gonna get to see more of the other uh the Couple. other Scots, Letitia and her husband. I forget yeah. his name, it's like some weird M name. I can't remember it. Um, but that was that was love and love and marriage Huntsville. It was a very good episode, honestly. And I what's Alabama? What's going on with the hairstylists down there? Is y'all okay? <laughs> Why everybody hair look like shit on that show? Is y'all okay? <laughs> y'all still wearing French rolls? <laughs> Maybe the Huntsville stands for hunting for stylists. Maybe that's it's got to is. stand for something. Y'all going out real sad in the head now, mm. ladies. Okay, I can see tracks. The wigs is plastic. Y'all wearing spiral curls with straight bangs and shit. A ones, mama will fit in right good with y'all. Mm-hmm. The Pamery. The <laughs> <laughs> for when you do scammery. <laughs> Infidelity. Yeah, we about to take a break and we'll be right back after the jump. Hey, this is Brie of Mama Meets World. Every two weeks, my show is live. It's a safe and special place for Black mothers and the people who love us. So for more about the Black motherhood experience, Make sure you subscribe to my show. I'm sure you'll love it. Welcome back. Thank y'all for staying tuned with us. Um, we're about to talk about marriage boot camp because nigga, what? <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck happened? Yes. First things first. I didn't know Dr. Ish was a medical doctor. One Same. who um specializes in addiction and addiction treatment yeah. uh corrupt and tony have no place in that house if we were to be completely honest because they before they can get to any type of therapy concerning their relationship corrupt needs to go to rehab and inpatient rehab and stay for three to six months in totality yeah. he is a 
walking, talking alcoholic to the point where he drinks so much that he does not eat. And when he can no longer drink, his body starts to go through withdrawals and he gets physically ill um, to the point of having alcohol poisoning. I really, one, I'm not shocked because that is the toll that life has taken on a lot of those OG type rappers. Um, But he he doesn't, he and Tony don't need to be in the house. He needs to focus on sober living. Yeah, like I'm honestly high key shocked that they're allowing him to be in the house when it's clear that he don't need to. Like he definitely needs to be in somebody's rehabilitation. But at the same time, it's like I can only expect so much from reality TV. So yeah. you know, you know, I, I mean, I do like Dr. Ish. You know, I I love me some some Judge Tola, but uh, yeah. They don't need to be here. They need to be in another type of rehabilitation. They need no, not another type. They need to be in somebody's rehab. Corrupt needs to be in somebody's rehab. So it's like I like y'all, but this is honestly irresponsible. I think that as well. It's very irresponsible. Um, I wish Doctor Ish had made that call. Yeah. Because yeah. Um. The challenge for today is about jealousy. <laughs> I have thoughts about this whole thing. <laughs> I have words. So I would like to slap the dog shit out of Willie's wife for putting me in a position <laughs> where I have to side with, with Sleazy E. Because, bitch, all of that was rooted in jealousy. And for you to sit your mush mouth ass up there and say it wasn't was a bold-faced fucking lie. First like, who things you think first. You're first things first. The court, Like, are y'all that stupid? You know what? I know the answer. I was about to say yes answer your own question. You ain't got to an answer. Y'all are that stupid. Because if y'all think there was a, there would not be a reason why Dr. Ish would have y'all performing some choreography that fucking sensual, sexual, and seductive on somebody not your partner, why didn't the flags go off in your head? Oh, this got to be a challenge about jealousy and insecurity. Exactly. Because the minute, the minute I saw the routine, I was like, oh yeah, this is good. This is being done to purposely cause some type of reaction out of some of the the people there mm-hmm. and he knew that he said in his confessionals i could tell him what it is but where's the fun in that and none I of them just, picked it up none of them just stupid as they fucking want to be even y'all fave who y'all swear is the smartest motherfucker in the room phaedra mm. first of all phaedra's kind of unattractive to me <laughs> and she's kind of delusional because sweetheart Kinda. you think you you think you better than the people that you there with and my, mind you but you there mind you a lot of the people that you there with have had a lot more success than you at certain things so you're not yeah. a good lawyer you're not we you're not a good lawyer you're not said. a good scammer you're not a like, good liar. Like, you're not good at nothing. So, no, you are not above reproach. And, no, you are not better than the people in that, that you in that house with. Because you Y'all... in the house, Phaedra. <laughs> like, that'd be like somebody Phaedra. that work at... Phaedra. Shout out to Lexi. That'd, 
that would be like somebody working at McDonald's looking down at their fellow co-workers who work at McDonald's like they not a co-worker at McDonald's. Like, Phaedra, the call is coming from inside the house, literally. But, you know, that's y'all fave, so, you know. Yeah. It's going to be what it's going to be. Mm. It's going to be what it's going to be. Um, My thing is this. Hazel and Tahiri had just kind of had a little blow up. But if she not tripping about Tahiri dancing on Davon, why are you so upset about Hazel dancing on Willie, Shonda? And the answer is because you are insecure and yeah. you are jealous because he has cheated on you so much. And, and Hazel made a good point. If you would just be honest about it, we could get past it. But you're not going to sit up here jealous. Why would I be jealous? Because all that nigga do is cheat on you? Pretty much. And why would I be and, jealous? And, because and you Hazel, all make it. And oh, Hazel please. was out dancing the rest of you motherfuckers. And she was taking the challenge serious. I was about to say, we're going to be Talking honest. about she extra and she doing too much. She doing what the fuck was asked of her. Because the rest of y'all were dancing like white people. I mean, let's just call a thing a thing. And this is how you know a lot of entertainers sometimes in the pursuit of more and greed and, and wanting it all, they do step out of their professional bag and, and make shit personal. Because nothing about a dance routine should have made anybody insecure or jealous if your feet was planted firmly in your relationship. Yeah. Absolutely. Hazel Eve? If Who the any, fuck won't Hazel I, Thank you. Like, let's get to the root. Let's get to the meat of potatoes. Like, if anything, she don't look fuck good. She don't look. She don't. She silence. Right. Exactly. Like Shonda, that was all your jealousy. Like, if you should be mad at your nigga, ain't that what you hear? Where you that insecure? Right, like this your nigga that done put your nigga has put you in a position because he done cheated on you for 84 years that you are jealous and got jealous that Hazel E was dancing on him. And also, why we here? I would not so if I'm if I'm Davon, I'm doing the same thing. Okay, I'm so glad we're on the same page. I'm doing <laughs> I'm the so same glad. thing. Because in what world do you think you finna sit up in my motherfucking face and talk about my significant other and I'm just gonna sit there quietly? Like, uh, friend, let me get this. Let me get this. Let me get this. Cause let's just say, let's just cause he Devon is in a no-win situation there. Cause if cause if he don't say nothing to Finn the Hazel E, he looked like a punk. If he do say something, which he did. He looked like the, a punk in some in certain people's eyes because he a grown ass man talking to a woman. And but let's now let's let's explore that. Willie said, "Don't talk to me. Talk to my wife, Willie. I mean, don't talk to my wife. Talk to me, Willie. Yo, you, can't you, talk talk to you can't even talk to Sean. You can't even talk to Shonda Willie. What makes you think that if Devon would have been like, "Hey, Shonda, could you not talk about talk about my about Hazel in my presence? Do you honestly believe Willie?" That if he said that Shonda was going to, one, listen to him, and then, two, if he would have been like, okay, Willie, could you please tell your wife not to talk about my significant other? I appreciate that. Willie, do you honestly believe had he done that and you said something to Shonda that she would have listened to you? 
Fuck yeah. out of here. Devon didn't do nothing wrong in my opinion. He didn't do anything wrong. And Willie, you got beat up. Cause let me tell you something. That light skinned nigga was <laughs> that motherfucker was ready. Then he wore you out. They had to call a medic for you, Willie. Stay ready. You ain't got to get ready. Keep your head on a swivel. <laughs> and he, he keep your eye on Joe. the sparrow. He swiveled your shit. I can <laughs> tell you that. <laughs> He swiveled he said, the hell out of your motherfucking head. Devon baby. said these niggas need to stop playing with me. I agree, Devon. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I agree. And then, and then, since we also hear, then when Doctor Ish get the Shonda line talking about all I did was say that I didn't, I I didn't uh, like um, Hazel's. Uh, what she said? She was like, "I'm here for my husband," and I made a comment and. And, and he took it the wrong way. No, the fuck it wasn't. You was talking cash shit about his girl, which the fact that you even got us agreeing with him and saying that you was in the wrong for talking about Hazel Lee. You are, ooh, but you was opening your mouth when you didn't need to. He checked you. Your nigga tried to check him for checking you, and your nigga got beat the fuck up, Shonda. And it's all your fault. Oh, yo. If you would have just oh. shut the hell up. And minded your damn bit, mind the business that pays you. Shut the fuck up. If you would have minded the business that pays you, your your nigga wouldn't have been paid with a fist. You got your husband beat the fuck up because you was jealous. And instead of talking to him, you going to try to talk shit about Hazel Lee. When we just, y'all just discussed on the last episode, instead of running off and doing some sucker shit, come to the, come to the woman you got an issue with and speak to her. Mm. Coward asshole. That was some coward shit Shonda did. Like, no, you're not finna talk about my my girl in my motherfucking face. No, you absolutely are not. At all. Cause if the roles were reversed, Shonda wouldn't have been for for Willie letting somebody talk about um her like that. Exactly. And so then you end up talking shit, and your husband got hit with the Mike Tyson knockout. Mm. He that and it was all on the floor. Doink doink. Mink, mink, he mink. <laughs> he'll, that's what that Marge Simpson meme. Right. <laughs> he'll done talking about like I just can't stand when niggas keep talking. Well, Devon didn't keep talking. He kept fisting you. That's what he did, Willie. Yeah, Devon wasn't talking. Devon was fighting. Yeah. So, so Shonda, you get both. We hadn't done this in a while, but you get bozo of the week, Shonda. Yeah, because it was because you opened your mouth and got your nigga beat it. the fuck up. You kept denying it, and you was jealous, and you was insecure, and you was pissed that Hazel was doing the choreography the way it was supposed to be done, and Willie looked like he was having a good time. That's all this was about. It That's it. Yeah. And you got your nigga beat the fuck up? Boom. Mm. That's right, London. Boom. <laughs> Play pussy, get nook if you buck. <laughs> Listen, I'm trying to tell you. Um, that was it. Next week's supposed to be even more explosive because Hazel and Devon get into it and she's a cheater, and it looks like there's a physical altercation that takes place. But that's just from the previews. It could just look extreme, but maybe not be that extreme. But it looked like some shit is about to pop off. Could you Im imagine Hazel E cheating on you? Ooh. You know what? I just gave him his flowers, but Devon maybe not might not be too bright. <laughs> maybe not. He's not bright at all. 
Well, I mean, he is with her, so you know. That, yeah, that, well, you know that, how that, that goes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but speaking of, let's head over to right. Chi Town. Chi Town. Chi Town. Oh, Shut up, oh, please. Okay. Cool. Paranova event. Got it. Done. Mm-hmm. Um, moving right along. Moving right along. Bella is back being Bella. Bozo Bella because <laughs> you are not Forest type. If we have we seen... seen Forest type, <laughs> we know what for like. We yes, we do, and it ain't you. Yeah, it ain't you. <laughs> At this networking event that Drea and Ford put together for Second City Inc. and Nymag, just kind of bridge the gap and. You know, come together in professionalism. Some lady um, star. is star. Yeah, she's there, and her Don and Ford talking to her about her tattoos. She did pull her dress up, and you can see her ass a little bit. But I don't know. Mixy, Mixy is as Mixy does. But Bella get mad and want to start trying to fight the girl at the network mixer. Have at you have you have you learned nothing, Skank? Apparently not. Four not your man. That's a grown ass man. She really pulled him to the side. Like I don't think you should talk to her. She seems like a groupie, which I don't disagree with you. But girl, that ain't your too. place. <laughs> well, I was about to say a Spider Man pulling that Spider Man. <laughs> like you, literally a groupie too. What is we yeah. saying? Yeah. Like every groupie for us, for herself, girl. <laughs> so just she had her eyes on the prize, just like you do. What you mad about? And honestly, why are you upset? Why are you upset? And girl, this is y'all's event. This is you in a and even though it's a mix, it's still a professional setting. Your boss is literally right over there, which it honestly it brings in the question, Ryan judgment, because uh, he know this is Bella. He even said in his confessionals, Bella gonna Bella. So it's like, why did you bring her back? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, Charmaine. <laughs> I've been waiting for this. So I'm a little disappointed in Big Fish for for knocking off low hanging fruit by pitting Jess against uh, Kitty again. Um, R- Charmaine is behaving like the same Ryan that she cried buckets about and ruined a friendship about multiple times. Mm-hmm. That when you see some shit not working in your business where you invest in all your money, that you will cut all, you will trim all the fat if need be. Mm-hmm. Even when, even even if it's not no fat to be trimmed, like you uh, are acting just like Ryan, and it's nothing wrong with that, except for the fact that you have. There's no basis to act like Ryan in this you, situation. You've, you've stomped the yard against the way Ryan conducts business for multiple seasons now. Yeah, it, Second City Inc. is running as it needs to be. It's open. Artists are working. You have a new receptionist. Seeing Kitty and the artist dancing on TikTok, what's the big deal? It only takes one time going viral to drive business to your platform of choice. It doesn't take much. Not only that, Charmaine, we're not finna sit here and act like before you got pregnant as the whole ass boss, you wasn't doing silly goofy shit in the shop too. 
You weren't even in the shop, bitch. You didn't even have all your proper paperwork. Well, that too. You just like, didn't. I didn't understand. Um, so when Jess showed up, and Kitty had a point. Like, you got a lot to say for somebody who ran off and abandoned your business that you were supposed to be uh, in partner with Charmaine with. Mm-hmm. You walked off. You ran off. You ran away because you couldn't get your way. Mm-hmm. And it's not and- awkward. And just as, as somebody who prides themselves on being a consummate professional, it doesn't strike you as odd that Charmaine never said she was going to have a talk with Kitty about you coming back. Mm-hmm. Like you so you so pressed to try to get get back at Kitty or make her feel away that you don't realize this woman is handling business poorly than a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Ain't Charmaine handling business poorly is the reason you left, Jess? So what changed now? Exactly. I just, I just, I think this is this is either Charmaine or Big Fish or both. Just like, cause let, cause let's be honest. Let let's keep it a buck. Let's keep it real. Before Kitty got there, we're not finna sit here and act like Jess was running that shop immaculately. She wasn't. It was dirty. It was it dirty. Clean. She wasn't there was done. No, Didn't there even have no flyers. Privacy partitions. Partitions. Yeah. Sorry. Like, the only thing Jess did was kick that light-skinned, abusive nigga out the shop. That's literally it. That's literally it. Other than that, what has she done that warrants her to be such this big boss bitch? Nothing. And also, Charmaine, you full of shit because, again, that since since we took the break, the mid-season break, I have not seen nothing in that shop under Kitty's leadership and management that has gotten worse. Not a damn thing. If anything, she's kept the shit afloat. So you had one, she was late to, she was late one time, she was late one time, she didn't show up to the little mixer, and she was dancing on TikTok, and that warranted bringing Jess back. Why? And she didn't show up to the mixer because she understood early on how dangerous this coronavirus shit was. I, you know, because y'all like, motherfuckers uh, was not social stuff, distancing. I don't want to be in crowded spaces right now. Yeah, because, uh, and you can't even use the excuse of we didn't know what's going on. Because as we've been shown, been seeing watching this season, y'all was still filming up to a point even when corona was going on in sh- Chicago. So... Honestly, I don't blame Kitty because you niggas was not social distancing. I was. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Charmaine, you moving real funny. You moving like a snake. You moving like the bozo. The same bozo Charmaine that you're always being. And just as a bozo for going along with it. And unless something happens in the upcoming season to make me change my mind, I'm with Kitty on this. Because I know you fucking lying. Mm-hmm. Like, Jess, what have you done? Like, what have you done to take Second City Inc. to the next level? You're always talking about, girl, you had a whole shop and employees and reputation in London, and you came over here for what? For what? Exactly. To look like a goddamn fool on Black Ink Chicago? Well, mission accomplished, but I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. Don't understand it at all. Girl, fuck you, Jess. (laughs) I don't like you. 
At all. You're a bozo. You're still an opportunist. That you, That's what it is. You're an opportunist, and Charmaine is giving you the opportunity to be an opportunist, and I don't like that shit. Exactly. Exactly. Well, that's all. Like, I it just, yeah, I, yeah, it just kind of bothered me. Because I was like, this the low-hanging fruit. Right. Because we had already been through Kitty versus Jess. What else you got? And we've established that Jess is a bozo and an opportunist. And we've already established that Kitty can be a little extra, but she has been contributing value to that shop. So again, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? Like, y'all cannot be this desperate for a fucking storyline. Oh, but they are. <sighs> Unfortunately. Big fish, fuck y'all. Fuck y'all. That's all I got. <laughs> also, I won't... Never mind. That's so probably. Is that everything that happened on this episode? Uh, Pretty much, yes. I think next week we get into the meat and potatoes concerning Ryan, Kitty, and Rachel. Um, see, ladies, this is the thing. This listen to me. Listen. Having kids with a nigga don't mean you got to put up with that nigga shit for the rest of your life. Ryan is not trying to be on the up and up. He fine in a motherfucker. He a great tattoo artist. He is a shit show for a partner. He is not good at relationships because his growth has been emotionally stunted and he needs to continue doing the work in therapy to be a better partner. He wasn't good to Rachel. He wasn't good to Kat. He has not been, he wasn't good to Danielle. He's playing games with Kitty. It's him, y'all. It's not y'all. It's him. Yeah, it's definitely him. It's definitely him. He a fine-ass fuckboy. It's him. It's not y'all. And y'all shouldn't have to bear the weight of his bullshit. Move on. You be all right. Kitty, move on. You're beautiful. Move on. Rachel, you're beautiful. You're successful. Move on. Allow Ryan... Get, get the hell away from Ryan so that you could have the opportunity to get up under somebody that's healthy for you. And that's about you. And not just about self. Because a lot of Ryan's bullshit is self-centered. Yeah, it is. Like, and, and I can't self, stress and it self enough. Inflicted too. Yeah, I can't I can't stress it enough. He is absolutely gorgeous, phenomenal to look at, successful, talented. But sometimes we don't excel in all parts of our lives because we don't want to do the work in all parts of our lives. Mm -hmm. And he has chosen not to do the work so that he could be a present and accounted for a partner that is healthy, loving, and respectful, and so on and so forth. Yeah. Him and C's the same nigga. He just fine. Yep. So for me, it's kind of a fuck you to Ryan because you are playing with two women's feelings and emotions. Yeah. And yes, I would have felt the same way Kitty did if I had to find out on social media, you gallivanting and clip clopping and tropping all over the motherfucking country of Mexico with your baby mama that you said it was a rap for and you was in counseling because you was ready to move on and you could see us building and we in a relationship and you don't want me to feel a certain way. I absolutely would have been on my kitty shit too and asked you what the fuck is up. Right. Because now she got people in, harassing her, dragging her for out here being a quote unquote homeworker when it's, it's you. It's you, Ryan. 
you playing two sides against the middle, and I hope you get knocked off that fucking fence. You uh keep on straddling and Correct. bump your big motherfucking head. Get out of here, stupid. Yeah, That's you you I get got. a fuck you for me from for me for that round. Like I don't like that shit. I don't. I don't like it at all because it's unnecessary. Because yeah. you can just choose to not be fair. single. You can choose to be single and fuck with people that's on the same wavelength as you. Just be honest you, you and playing, transparent. Yes, you playing games with women who are looking to be in committed relationships. Right. And that's not fair. It's and pretty fucking caught, lousy. Right, and getting them caught in the middle of your bullshit. Absolutely. So, that's a, it's a hearty fuck you to you this week as well, Ryan. Yeah, you uh, you, 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 you call of the week. Yeah, you and Shonda got that all. Fuck y'all, stupid. Um, that's yeah. it, huh? Yeah, I think that's it. That's it. Shit, I enjoyed these four episodes this week. I was pleased, I did. and I'm I, pleased I with the previews that I see coming forward. So we back in action. I think we got some good hashtag content. I I agree. Yeah, I think we can. You can tell when we have good hashtag content when we don't do that much. We don't do that many jokes. We just drag because I think we did yeah. a lot of dragging today. Yeah, we did some dragging. Yeah. Um, that's it. Don't forget to subscribe to the Patreon, patreon.com backslash flawless noises. Purchase a merch, listen mm-hmm. to all the great shows, Chronic Collars, Mama Meets World, Mystic Moments, Manga X Manga. Um, Insecure Experience is on hiatus, um, but it'll eventually be coming back because we're going to retro the old seasons as we get prepared for the fifth season, whenever that comes about. We are, don't forget to check out our newest shows, Love, Drought, I'm Not Mad, I'm Pissed. Um, leave reviews, tell a friend, leave reviews, tell a friend. Tell a friend, no one star woes, five star ratings. And um, a big shout out to Bree and, of Mama Meets World and her fiance, because, baby, that ain't no girlfriend no more. That's a fiance. Um, Colin, we are in the works for developing a financial literacy podcast. Um, and so, listen, we working. We getting, we getting it how we need to get it. Indeed. So, we appreciate every listen, every Tell stream. your coworker that's cool that you would smoke weed with. We appreciate every retweet. We appreciate every subscription to the Patreon. We appreciate it all. Um, And we'll see you guys back next week because that'll be the episode before we go on our one-week break. So see y'all back. Peace.